0: you listen to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm
1: sarah goldseth
0: it is thursday march 28th opening in theaters this week tonight tomorrow depending on where you are uh, the film unplanned mm-hmm. which um it's been making waves that's a good way to put it <laughs> making waves uh, Mm -hmm. raises it brings to light a very important uh, yet controversial topic Mm -hmm. joining us by phone today the Reverend Michael Salamink executive director of Lutherans for life who had the opportunity to preview uh, to screen this film before the big release Pastor Salamink thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today
1: absolutely and uh, glad to be uh, engaging with you and your audience again so what
0: is the story behind the film unplanned
1: Uh, It's actually a very uh, inspiring story of redemption. It follows a lady named Abby Johnson, uh, who out of college began to work for Planned Parenthood, eventually became their youngest clinic director in national history, um, then participated in uh, an abortion procedure and uh, was was shocked at what she saw and um, left the clinic with the help and support of Sean Carney and 40 Days for Life, um, and uh, now uh, Abby has, I believe, six or seven children with her husband, and she runs a ministry called And Then There Were None, which helps abortion clinic workers leave their jobs um, for more ethical vocations. And if if uh, anybody follows uh, March for Life on social media, um, I know they... they uh pretty re- regularly put out uh, stories from Abby and, and interviews and, and things regarding the, this topic. Um, and, mm-hmm. and this film was given uh, an, an R rating, which, which made, again, made some waves. Uh, it was a little controversial uh, that this film was given an R rating. Uh, but you've seen this, the film. Uh, do you think that was an appropriate rating? I really do. Um, there are a couple of scenes right uh, right at the beginning of the film that are graphic enough to make uh, anybody uncomfortable. Scenes, um, <clears throat> scenes that don't necessarily depict uh, uh, the actual abortion procedure. Although there's a, a computer animation of an ultrasound where um, an unborn child is being uh, being removed from the womb via a tube. Um, and then there's a, a scene that depicts uh, the effects of a, a chemical, a pill abortion, and Honestly, one of the highlights of the film is the actress who plays Abby Johnson. She uh, does capably, convincingly, um, does a very good job, and that's what lends power, I think, to those scenes. I would not be comfortable taking my 16-year-old, and certainly not my 13-year-old son, to see the movie. Um, I want my 16-year-old to have another year of, uh, I think, maturity um, and security before viewing those scenes.
0: The the interesting thing about this, and I think this was brought up by one of the filmmakers, is that in our country, if your child is, say, your daughter is 13, mm-hmm. she cannot attend the film independently. She cannot go without a parent to see the R-rated film. But yet, what can she do in this country at the age of 13 uh, without parental consent?
1: Yeah, she uh, is in, in many jurisdictions. It's legal uh, for young people to undergo abortions. And I think, um, honestly, that is is—it's uh, a good talking point for the film's directors and producers. It's something that I think the culture needs to grapple with that. Um, yeah, the, the, the film receives an R rating because of its representation of reality. And the reality is that abortion procedures are violent. They're painful. Um, it's, while well, it makes viewers squirm the people who go through them uh, are left with wounds and scars that can last physically and psychologically for a lifetime so um i believe the film does a good job of and i honestly that's probably its strongest point is confronting viewers with the the awful reality of um the toll that abortion can take on lives
0: yes it it it, it brings to light this this harsh reality this this brutal reality of of what abortion is what it and what harm it brings um both to the child whose life is lost and and also to the mother and and to to the father as well your thoughts Uh, on absolutely your thoughts on who should or should not uh, uh, you know who should or should not see this film you already shared that personally you you would uh not want to take your 13-year-old your or even 16-year-old son yet to see this film. Um, who else should should not see this film?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't think it's suitable for kids or, or families. I think, the, like I said, the R rating is something that I would support. Um, here's the difficulty. Probably the folks who would benefit most from the power of the film are the folks least likely to view it. Um, and so in that regard, like a lot of um, faith-based films or ethically-based films, uh, it ends up kind of preaching to the choir. Um, I don't think that folks who are already uh, defenders of the sanctity of life, believers in the God-given uh, preciousness of human life, I don't think that they're going to uncover anything or experience anything in this film that uh, that they didn't already know. Um, and And certainly the... The themes and messages of the film, for us as Lutherans, are much more powerfully and poignantly declared in uh, the words of Scripture um, and in our, our congregational cultures. Um, I suppose if it's possible that, uh, that you've got a, a friend, maybe, who's, who's on the fence about these things and, and uh, is one of those folks who would rather not think or talk about uh, these very important issues, who maybe says, well... Personally, I'm uncomfortable with uh, abortion access, but I would never force my beliefs on somebody else. I think that person might benefit from, um, if you wanted to invite them to go see the film and pay for their ticket and and take them out for coffee afterwards to discuss those sorts of things, Uh, I think there could be a benefit in that. You mentioned that that the people that uh that would benefit most are probably the people that that won't see it um, what what can this film uh, accomplish e- even among those people and the people who who will see it who who maybe it is preaching to the choir a bit well it, it it's one of its big benefits is uh, the film's timeliness um, The film comes at a time when the profile of life issues especially Um, Surprise, Pregnancy, the Sanctity of Life for the Unborn Abortion Access. Uh, I don't know that it's ever been higher since 1973 when Roe v. Wade was passed. Um, There's a lot of uh, legislation that's being considered. Um, The debate has become probably more polarized than ever. Uh, More folks are speaking out on one side or the other, uh, taking no paying attention. Um, And so the film, I think, contributes to keeping the importance of um, the sanctity of life in people's consciousness. Um, it's, again, it's, it's going to be a talking point. Um, I'm not sure that, uh, that it's necessary to see the film to uh, contribute to that conversation, but uh, the longer it stays in theaters, the better opening it has, uh, the more the culture is going to keep talking about these things and the more opportunities that gives to us as gospel motivated voices to talk about um, the value of every life that God has created and redeemed and called in his Son Jesus
0: Christ, what cannot this film accomplish, or where does it um does it fall short in some areas
1: um i you know i I read Abby's book, and I have met Abby personally, and um her story is a certainly inspiring uplifting story of redemption, how God can take um even the things that we meant for evil, and through his forgiving grace in our Lord Jesus Christ, cleanse our hearts and use those, uh, those experiences and those failures for the purposes of uh, advancing his gospel and his kingdom. That's what Abby's doing now. Um, that was a major theme in her book, which was a bestseller uh, several years ago. And I really was hoping that the film would capture sort of that... Um, that spirit of light and positivity, and it, it, I don't think it does. It's very heavy. The producers admit that um, the film makes you squirm in a lot of places. And uh, for Lutherans, I think probably the the worst transgression of the film is that it swings and misses on the possibility to uh, boldly declare the gospel. There's a scene in which uh, Abby Johnson's character is uh is sitting with her husband late at night and and sort of reflecting on her participation in so many abortion procedures and and she says I did all these awful things how could god forgive me and the, the husband's character his line is because he's god for us as lutherans that really you miss an opportunity to talk about how god loves us so much that he became a human being and he took on uh, the suffering, the sorrow, the consequences, the guilt of all of our sins. Um, he suffered the punishment that we deserve in the person, of Jesus Christ, took our sins away. And, and God's forgiveness is guaranteed to you now, not because of how you feel or anything that you have done, but simply by the declaration of his word uh, of compassion. And you can be confident in that, and God's people will surround you with that every week uh, in the services of God's house and his word. Um, I would have liked to have seen the film be a little bit more explicit about that, uh, because uh, honestly, that for us as Lutherans, that is the key message uh, to all life issues.
0: The Reverend Michael Salamink, Executive Director of Lutherans for Life. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: If you want to check out the film, there is uh, there's a way to there are some free tickets available. If you check out unplannedstl.com. dot com, if you're in the St. Louis area and want to see the film this weekend, you can do that. Listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.